Sunday pour, an actual Sunday edition, believe it or not. Wow. Let's get let's get right into it. Fresh, fresh, fresh off vacation, Sunday night. What's uh? What do, what do we got? A lot of material. I feel I feel bad that uh, I'm only drinking a beer now. It's actually Sunday. Should have had a real drink in front of me. My my bad. I did. Yeah. I, I uh, the Coronas have been uh, collecting dust since the Greek came by like a month ago, whenever that was. So I decided to, out of his, in his honor to crack one of those, and I poured myself a little Larceny, uh, which was actually my first drink of the of the day. Hey. <laughs> now, pro- now probably going to be. Now probably going to be my last drink of the day. So, uh, you know, it's not how you start. It's how you finish. And sometimes it's how you start and you finish. So yeah, there, larceny. I got um, to put a bottle on the desk here for when I do the show. It's like now that I have a desk that I do the show from, I got to have a bottle nearby at all times. Good, good programming note right there. Important stuff. It's like a paperweight almost. It's a, yeah. Uh, nice effort. On um, on th- on a what the hell? I don't even know what today is. On Thursday, <laughs> Thursday night. Yeah. On Thursday, doing the show solo. I had a rush back from vacation. I didn't want you to take it over and start doing full shows by yourself. <laughs> that was a uh, yeah. That was a tough one. It was easy or tough, whichever way you want to look at it. It was tough because I didn't think I was going to have anything to talk about. And then out of nowhere, I had a lot to talk about, but it was right. a kick in the fucking balls because I went on literally. <laughs> 30 seconds after the game ended, uh, which was actually nice because it was nice raw emotion. It was like exa- reacting to exactly what happened. The wounds were very fresh. depressing. Um, I wanted to talk more about the movie, but I felt like I couldn't because I had to talk oh, about yeah. the ninth inning. And uh, yeah, we just uh, went, with, went with the flow. That was did, it. You, did you see that the first time, it was like the 15th time the White Sox, the White Sox have walked up the Yankees? And the first time was Shoeless Joe Jackson walking him off. Yeah, it's one of those baseball stats that's really cool, unless it happens to your team and then it makes you fucking sick. Yeah, it really, it's, it's like a big point against Shoeless Joe Jackson. That's as as worse than throwing the World Series. Yeah, oh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't like seeing that because you know, every, like all the stars aligned. Yeah, stupid. Yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> I mean, it was a great production. Uh, and I actually did you did you like the beginning? I meant to talk about that in the show, but I just I, I you know I was kind of like caught off guard by how it ended. <laughs> the pr- the production at the beginning was, I mean, it was exactly what I just said. A production. It was very uh, it was very Hollywood. It was a little over the top. <laughs> it was a little. It was a little over the top, which is exactly what I was going to say. Like Kevin Costner, you don't need your 15 minutes of fame. Just get the fuck to the middle of the field, man. Why are you stopping? 15 him? minutes of fame. He's had like 40 years. I, of fame. I know. Like, why are you milking it for, Costner? You just get get out there. He comes to the cornfield. He's looking around. He's very serious. I mean, he's very serious. Like he was waiting for Burt Lancaster to come come behind him. I got you know back from the dead. It's crazy. I go, just get out there. Let's go. It was it was a little much, a little much. He went out there as Ray Kinsella. I guess, yeah, I guess he was. He was character. Ray Kinsella. I guess he was in character. Either that, or he was looking for the Oscar like thirty three years later. <laughs> and why? Does I don't he, know. And how do you not have him throw the first pitch? The guy who plays his dad. They're both there. How is that not the first pitch? Mm, yeah, the guy was there, right? Yeah. Why? How's that not what you do? But we pretty much called what was going to happen. We said Costner. 
I think I said Cosmer was going to be there. And we both said that uh, James Earl Jones would do the intro, and he did. And, right. no, and no Leota. Yeah, no Leota. He did, he did do some voiceover stuff, though, right, Danny? Uh, Leota or no? If he did, I didn't catch it. I didn't catch it. Ah, I could be wrong. I don't know. But it was, very, it was, it was cool. It was very cool to see it uh, get played over there. Well, do you think it was over the top, or do you think it was just like you're older now and it's not doesn't have the same? No, I think it was a little. I think it, 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 they could have cut a minute or two off that. <laughs> yeah, had <laughs> to walk out of there. No, it, it it was very cool, and I was not in awe, but like I was like enjoying it. But at some point, I'm like, this is awkward. This, you know, move, move. Yeah, on. my wife, my wife made a mention to uh, of it, like when we were watching it. And she's like, it's a little over the top. And I was just like, ah, you know, first ever Field of Dreams game. Yeah. Yeah. Stop talking. <laughs> let, let it breathe. <laughs> let, me, let me enjoy. Let me enjoy this production. Right. Uh, do you think, how do you think that movie was perceived by people, you know, let's say like 40 and older when it came out? Because I was a kid when I saw it. So obviously it's going to have, it's going to be like magical when you're a kid and you see it. And then when you're older, it's still going to have like, that same charm but like how how is it perceived by older people it's probably if you if you um if you side more with costner you side more with like the character of his father so if you were with like the costner side of things if you're kind of a hippie you probably (laughs) have a good feeling about that movie if you're kind of you know if you're like a hard ass like your dad was or like his dad was you're probably like well fuck this guy (laughs) fucking cutting down his cutting down his corn I never understood why. He, so he says he he stopped wanting to have like a catch with his father because of the Terrence Mann book that he read. Uh, yeah, because well, he was like, yeah, he was like, I think Terrence Mann is based off a few guys. He might even be like a real guy, but uh, he's based off a few guys, like uh, just '60s hippie writers. Not, yeah. not not Jack Kerouac or and not, but guys like that, I guess. Not beat guys, but guys like that. Yeah, I just didn't understand. Like, what? So, like, it was very uh, like cynical authors, or just kind of like, my, hey, my, man, what's the point, man? Like, one of those things. Like, so he kind of fell guess, out of love with baseball. I mean, yeah, my guess is like, his father probably is like this uh, believer in American exceptionalism. You know, the, all the wars are for the right reasons. Yeah, that kind of thing. And and you know, when when you kind of branch out and. And experience things on your own and start reading this kind of shit on your own you're gonna read anti-war stuff you're gonna you know find some things that you agree with and if, if it's like the antithesis of what your father believes in you know to his core you're gonna butt heads so that's that's my yeah. guess 14 years old have a catch with your father man jesus <laughs> come, on. <laughs> come on ray well four, i mean 14 is around the the age where you kind of start breaking away right i mean you're looking for at that point you're counting down the you know the years so you can like, get your license basically yeah and uh i guess so you're, you're you know you're going out with your friends more you get a little more freedom so you know you may and if and if your dad's a hard on you might be hard on too but the things you believe in so button heads button heads yeah stubborn yeah. bastards I was thinking about, I actually, speaking of like the movies that have, uh, I don't know if they want to say lost some charm or actually, the, the, uh, I don't know where I'm, where I'm going with this, but I, I caught Jurassic Park as I was watching uh, before I came on here. 
Yeah. I was thinking about like a movie that like has like the charm from like the well, Field of Dreams was late eighties, right? Eighty nine, yeah. Eighty nine, yeah. A movie a movie that I don't know, like if you're a kid when you see that movie, is it different than when you see it as an adult? Yeah, I don't know, because when I, I think when that came out it was a it was a pretty big deal. And that was Spielberg doing Spielberg things and people people love that. And it was the first time really seeing dinosaurs on screen. I think it was a big deal. Call Independence Day this morning too. That might have been a, if you're a wired wired to wire gold wired to wire larceny bourbon today and wired to wire gold. That might be one of those movies that loses a little bit of luster if you're older. I don't Independence think Day. I caught yeah. it. I caught it right after the, uh, the presidential speech. Um, nice. Oh, Which well, is tough, it, but after it, yeah. After it, but they saved yeah. the world though. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> you know what I noticed about that movie? When President Thomas Whitmore gets off the spaceship or whatever, and he's walking through, I don't know, whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, there's like a mob of people like patting him on the back and shit. Like, yeah. fuck is the Secret Service? <laughs> <laughs> he's he's president of nowhere to be found. He's the president of the people. Right. Completely fictional. <laughs> yeah. That's what, that's what that is. Going to going into space to go to war, yeah, right? Yeah, that's like the first thing I was thinking of. Cynical me, but still, the truth, the truth. We're not we're not so lucky to get a a Pullman. No, no, not even close. We're not even we're nowhere near a, a Pullman. We can't we can't even get a, a we can't even get a Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas. Now, what was he? What did he play, President? Was that uh, an American uh, president? The, Amer- the American president. I don't. I think I actually saw it when it came out. Annette Bening was his yeah. wife. No, he was uh, trying to date Annette Bening. Well, right there, the, you can't. You can't elect a single president. That's never happened. He might have been widowed, maybe. Mm. Widowed in office. I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember. But that's probably – I don't even remember if they, he was widowed. That's my guess, though, because that's how you kind of make that believable and okay. Do they make presidents too good-looking in the movies? Oh, yeah. I Way mean, too good-looking. Bill to, Pullman, I mean, Michael Douglas. You have to, yeah. I mean, JFK that. wasn't even as good – nowhere near as good-looking as these actors. No, nah, you can't be, Michael, can't be Michael Douglas. Come on. Good idea. It's, it's, that's it's just not, the hair alone. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're just you're you're behind the eight ball. If you're comparing, do you do, do you buy Michael Douglas's claim that he got throat cancer by going south? <laughs> if you catch my drift. Yeah, no, it's common knowledge. Um, <laughs> I I have, I have no idea. But yeah, sure. He probably did it a bunch. <laughs> you got to do, got to do it in moderation, Michael. Yeah, I know. He made it sound like he like had a problem with it. <laughs> then he'd go down on Captain Zadie Jones and then smoke a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, that was probably it. That was definitely it. But it wasn't the cigarettes, though. American spirits don't give you cancer. It's a good cigarettes, the healthy cigarettes. <laughs> right. Exactly. There you go. This is not this is not an indictment on 
the cigarette company. No, we're, big not tobacco. Taking on, we're not taking on big tobacco. We're not going to do that. No, no, it's not the, it's not the insider. I'm not Russell Crowe. The insider, that was one. I, that, I saw that one when it uh, first came out. I was a little too young for that movie, I think, when I first saw it. Yeah, you'll appreciate that I didn't one. Know, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. You'll appreciate that one more now if you give it another shot. That's a good one. And it, is and Pacino I, I, in that? Is Pacino yeah. in The Insider? Yeah, it's Al and him, yeah. Okay. But it's yeah, but it was the same thing. Like It was just way above my head when it came out. And I saw it within the past couple of years, I think. And I was like, damn, this is a fucking good You movie. just watched it, it when you were younger because it was Pacino, it's Russell Crowe, not yeah. knowing what the fuck you were getting into. But yeah, basically, yeah. And I, I, I mean, it was like it had gotten great reviews. It was, it was. Uh, Is that like early two thousands, late nineties, maybe? I want to say late nineties, but I'm not positive. I, I'm not sure. I was in college when that came out. I think I was in high school, but I'm not. I could be mistaken. Ninety nine, got it. There you go. I was in high school. Yes, okay. So I was like maybe in junior high. Not. I didn't know anything about what was going yeah. on in that movie. Yeah, you'll appreciate that one now. I mean, Crow is phenomenal. Crow's excellent in everything. Yeah. 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 So I know we said uh last or last year we did together. I know we said that, you know, there's nothing worse than the vacation small talk. Well that that podcast don't don't apply. <laughs> All right, good. Good. I'll give you a content. Quick, I'll give you a quick rundown. I'll give you a quick play by play. Zoom through it and I'll hit the important parts I gotta hit on. Okay. We went up one night when we went to Utica, which is upstate New York. Just my family went to dinner, went to a place called Delmonico's. Like now, is that a uh, chain? Not to cut you off right away, but is that a chain Delmonico's, like a steakhouse? I, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, and it's very Is heavy. it Emeralds? I don't believe so. No, 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 no. It's definitely not Emeralds. I don't, I don't okay. believe so. This is like Rat Pack centric. You know, you go in, they got the caricatures on the wall, like Phil Rizzuto's over here, D. Martin's over here. Okay. They played, I mean, I heard probably 20 Sinatra songs while we were there. <laughs> All right. Good martinis. They gave, we ordered a bottle of wine, like, you know, cheapest one on the menu. But it was like one Second of the cheapest. Was it? <laughs> but it was uh, like one of the gigantic ones, like the, what is it, 1.75 liter guys? <laughs> I was like, oh a God. handle. Yeah, I was like, holy shit. Like, all right. What do they call those? Like a carafe? I don't know. It's like the, it's the, it's just like the bottle up. I don't know what they call it. It was an actual yeah. bottle. Okay. Uh, but that was good. Two hands to pour it? Uh, when it's full, you got to be careful yeah. with it, you know, when it's full. Uh, okay. Yeah, it was, you know, nothing special, but it was, you know, good start to the vacation. Go up to the lake the next day. This is uh, Lake Oneida, I believe. Onida, Oneida. Um, so we stayed at an Airbnb Verbo place, you know, got it online. And uh, we meet the guy at like four o'clock to check in and he's going to give us like the quick rundown. So you go in there and immediately I'm like, uh, eh. it's like a nice, it's a nice big place, spacious, but it's like a little unkempt. Like, a little dirty. Like, ah, okay, well, you know, this is like the this is the chance to take, right? It's an Airbnb, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's a roll of dice. It's Airbnb, like Forrest Gump said, "Box Airbnbs are like a box of chocolates." It's an Airbnb that that fits seventeen people. It comfortably fits seventeen people, like sleeping wise. Yeah. 
Yeah. There's, there's there's an indoor pool, like a little pool house. Not little, but it was a pool house indoor. Wow. Pool. Okay, that's a nice uh, that's a nice touch. Well, there's two 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 instances here that I, I I struggled with. The first was he's giving us a tour, and in the pool house there's a sliding glass door that goes out to like this little waterway, like there's grass lawn, little walkway, and then a waterway with like boats docked. And he's like, oh, he's like, sorry, the handles, the handles just busted off the thing. He's like, I'm sorry, but uh, the group, two groups ago, it was a bachelor party and they ripped this thing off. I'm like, oh, just don't, I don't need to hear that a bachelor party was here two groups before me. And yeah, I'm, seriously. Do I need a fucking shot of penicillin after it, I leave there, asshole? It made me just like, think about every bachelor party I've ever been to. And I was looking around in the house like, well, I know what happened here. Yeah, I know what happened here. And I see that little mirror over there. I see what was done <laughs> yeah, over there. Those smudges on a mirror. What's going on? Yeah, I get the black light out. Yeah, start looking oh, for God. smudges. So me change the sheets or what? Uh, so immediately, <laughs> yes, immediately. Like that's just in the back of my mind for the entire trip. Like it's just it's. I'm not gonna say it ruined my trip, but it significantly just beat into my brain that whole time. So it took down the enjoyment level a little bit. Like I was sitting on the why couch. Isn't this guy, why isn't this guy fixing this in between Airbnb uh, Yeah, people. I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot probably to be fixed at this place. Yeah. So, all right. That's like, you know, that was, like I said, ingrained in my mind. It's just there the whole time, beating me down. Uh, and, then, and then, like, two days later, like, we're in the pool, whatever. Two days later, we get up and the pool is cloudy. So we, we've already spent two days in the pool. And the pool is cloudy. So I text him, like, I think you got to come by and shot this guy. There's like, you know, there's so cloudy. <laughs> he's like, oh, that makes sense. You know, I haven't done it in two groups. I'm like, oh, dude, don't stop fucking telling me this shit. Like, come on. I guess you're killing me, man. <laughs> yeah, you probably should have shocked it after the fucking orgy oh, that the bachelor party guys should, had in it. You drained, scumbag. Drained it. <laughs> drained it and hose it down so i just uh like <laughs> i guess uh, like, i knew i forgot to do something I why guess, this guy's ridiculous i guess i'm like half a germaphobe or maybe i'm a full germaphobe that kind of stuff just i can't deal with and then i gotta sit on it because i don't want to tell everybody everybody's gonna freak out about it so it's just it's just me and my wife then though and i'm just like oh man right and then when they listen to this they'll they'll know that they're in no, trouble no not worried <laughs> not worried <laughs> Oh man! So yeah, that I was like, I should have shocked it. What a ridiculous thing to say! I should well, no, no. He just said I. It's, I think he just does it like by the book, like you know how you're supposed to do it, like once a week with the chlorine. Yeah, basically. But is it, you know when you have new guests coming in and out of there. Oh yeah, it's got. I feel like the place has to be a clean sweep of everything. It was everything it, has to be no. brand new when the new people come in. No, I've had pretty good luck with Airbnbs. This was. I mean, it, it served its purpose, but like not in Newport, <laughs> you'd have good luck there. Right, since Newport, I've had better luck. <laughs> I think that was my one and only experience, and like it, it, it turned me off. I, I don't know. It, it's uh, yeah, I I don't know. I and I know, and I believe me, I know. Like I I like a nice like hotel, and I don't. I'm not saying about Four Seasons how I like hotels. Mm. Like I can't afford a fucking Ritz Carlton. Yeah, and I also acknowledge that hotels are probably filthy. If yeah. you really like, if you really break it down and get the black light out, 
Yeah. But there's something like about the peace of mind in a hotel. It just feels like five star. Yeah. And the Airbnb just feels like I'm sleep. I'm like a guest. Yeah. Yeah. But a guest like, and you know, it, not, not a guest that's staying in a guest room that gets used twice a year. It's a guest room that gets used every other week or every week. It's like I'm sleeping in someone's bunk bed or something. Yeah. yeah. No, we, we stayed in an Airbnb and last year we stayed in one in Vermont and one somewhere up in Connecticut, like on the beach and both yeah. immaculate. I'm telling you, like perfect, perfectly kept. Uh, and I felt to roll the dice. Yeah. So I, I, those places I felt clean, but yeah, it's, it, it makes it, it's perfect timing. Cause on the way up, we actually, on one of the comedy channels, we heard Jim Gaffigan do a bit about like how we change when we go to hotels, like our, our standards go out the window. He's like, Oh, if somebody came to your house and used your towel. Like some stranger came to your house and used your towel. You'd fucking set on a fire in the backyard. Yeah. Like, well, you put you at a hotel and, you know, oh, I'm sure that businessman only washed his elbow with this towel. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah, exactly. You so, spill something on like the rug. Like, yeah, I'll just wipe this up. If it's at your house, you like freak out. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. 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 He talks about like being a kleptomaniac at a hotel. Like, oh, I can, I'm going to take, take the shampoos and I'm going to take the soap. I'm going to take the space cloth. I think it's robe, you know. So. Oh yeah, I was actually in a. I don't want to sell anybody out, but they were just on vacation in Maine at the house I was at today. Okay. And when I went in to use the bathroom, I saw a bar of soap. <laughs> oh, gun quit Maine! I was like, oh, I know where that came from. <laughs> wow, rats them right out. Jeez. No, it's a nice um, move. I think you got. I think you got to go for it when you're at a hotel. Oh, nobody from Maine is listening. That works for the hotel there. Hey. <laughs> what's like the most, what's like the craziest thing you could take from a hotel? You go towels, soap. Uh, batteries. I mean, batteries are pretty good. You pop the batteries oh, out of the remote. Batteries uh, are nice. A glass, like a knife. They have a nice glass. You throw that in your bag. You know, the water. Sometimes they have nice water cups. Yeah. Okay. You can go that route. Um, Bible, take the Bible out of the top drawer. <laughs> go with the Bible. You could go with the Bible. Where did that start? Keeping the Bible in the room. That was in Gaffigan's bit, and he's like, "The Bible is there because every hotel room you stay in, uh, the Ten Commandments have each each of the Ten Commandments have been broken in that hotel room." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, better remind, and, and then to, some. It's better remind you. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure where it started. Probably it just probably started because it's such a religious, or you know, not religious country, but such a, a country based off that religion. That when these places started popping up and it's traveling salesmen, they probably just throw the Bible in there. And maybe it is maybe one of those like out outdated kind of traditions, like where yeah. everyone used to be religious, and, like it was just like they made them feel at ease. Or maybe it is because people, you know, people go on the road or without their families that instead of remind them about God. I mean, like, you know, so even though you're not around people, you're by yourself. God is still watching. <laughs> right. From the top drawer. Think twice about whacking off in our fucking nice, luxurious <laughs> hotel room. All right. There's a, there's a chapter in there about how it's wrong. <laughs> is there? I, I mean, I never stumbled upon that one, but... Uh, <laughs> I've always, I've, I've always thought it was bullshit, but that's just me. Never been quoted to you by anybody? <laughs> listen, listen, do it. I mean, come on. 
You got iPhones nowadays. I'm pretty sure that commandment goes out the window. It wasn't <laughs> even in the commandment. So, I mean, they can't be wrong, right? Probably. It's probably a loophole that it's in there with. Uh, it's like it's like the jaywalking of sins. <laughs> <laughs> give me, just give me a break. Just give me a break. It's not yeah. really. Right. Nobody gets hurt. Nobody's hurt. If anybody gets hurt, it's me. Well, just like we're jaywalking. Right. Right. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Victimless crime. Exactly. Exactly. Did uh did get to the casino up there. Ooh, all right. Turning stone. Nice casino. Oh, okay. Nice, really nice. I'd forgotten. I I was there twenty years ago when I was eighteen. I did a road trip. Well, not really a road trip, but I like we drove up there. Uh, me and two of my friends, and uh, Uncle Titty and one of his buddies, and um, donated like two hundred bucks in about thirty seconds after like a six-hour ride. We only went up there because it was eighteen and up to gamble. So we were under eight. We were eighteen, so we just went up there to gamble rather than go to Atlantic City and try and sneak into one of the million casinos there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I did get, did not win any of that money back this time. Gave him a few <laughs> bucks. But it was good to sit at a blackjack table again, man. It's been a long time. I got – just get the itch. And sitting, sitting there, like, not having sat there for a long time, you kind of pull up a chair. You're like, oh, man. Like, you always worry about the people. Like, I, I got to have a good table, you know? Like, I don't want to sit Positive with – Positive vibes you need. I don't want to sit with jackasses or people who get angry, like, flipping tables over and shit. I, I mean – I, you know, because I was relatively sober, I didn't want to be at a table with angry people. I've sat at tables with angry people who are my good friends. It's different when somebody else doing it that you don't know. So me as a solo, I did teach my brother-in-law blackjack. He sat down with me at the table, but I gave a few bucks to the casino. But it was his first time sitting, and it was great because I explained to him I was like, blackjack. If you get the right table, it's like a community game. Everybody's there to help yeah. each other out. And the dealer will help you out too. Like if you have a serious question, the dealer, dealer will help you out too. And this dealer is cool, despite taking everything. Um, the team sport, like you, you could really turn into like the old four Pistons if you play it right. Yeah. Oh yeah. I just yeah. want to be Ben Wallace. That's it. Uh, right. Protect the rim. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, it was good. I think I made. I forget the exact one. I'm not going to give you war stories about my gambling, but I made like one bad call that fucked the table. But it was like one of those like, I don't know. At a six or something, I hit. All right, don't I forget? You don't remember the exact scenario? No, I don't. But I know I just felt I, it was like the feel bad afterwards. But again, I was with like it was my brother-in-law, who might have been that might have stood up at that point, uh, and it was some drunk. And then it was like two or three people from a wedding party that were there for a wedding the next day, so they were like in the bag. So nobody really cared, and they're definitely like amateurs. But it was packed, man. We went on Saturday night, and it was packed. Oh, I'm sure. It was awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. Oh, I also went on uh, Thursday morning because I played golf Thursday morning, bright and early, uh, at the casino. And I was like, well, I got to do a lap and see what's going on. And I tell you, there's nothing in my eyes more beautiful than a casino on a Thursday morning. The people that are in there, bro, oh, man, it is perfect. It's a perfect it's place. It- Casino during off-peak times is the best. Oh, it's the dude. best. Because uh, a casino during peak times, it's more of like a tourist attraction. Yeah. It's people like they're on their way to dinner, on their way to a show or something. You know, it's just like – it's like their Saturday night. But, like, 
casino on like a Wednesday at like 645. Oh, it's beautiful. Man, oh, that's, man, that's where you separate the contenders from the pretenders. <laughs> I, walked, <laughs> I walked around the Bloody Mary, just a big smile on my face. Like, I fucking love this place. This is so fucking great. This is perfect. But you're absolutely right, though. It's just, but when I pulled up, it was like 6.45 in the morning. My tea time was at 7. I pulled up, and I drove by the casino entrance, and I saw, like, some younger kid. I think he was w- walking, stumbling around. I don't know if he's walking in or out. And then I saw some, like, older lady, like, you know, gray-haired lady walking in. I'm like, oh, you are a per- you're beautiful. What a perfect human being you are, walking into the casino at 6.45 in the morning. Yeah. Hey. I wish I, was, I wish I could just tail her. I should have just called out my tea time. Just tailed her, see what she was doing. Also, oh, yeah. And then also I saw a kid, you know, a little later, just waking up in his car at like 11 a, about 11, 11 a.m., 11.30, waking up in, in, in the, the parking garage, yeah, as I was, when I left the casino. Sleeping off? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did, now, this, did, is eight, this is 18 or older. Is, is there no booze there? There is booze now. There was not booze when I went. I'm pretty sure you can go 18 and up because there's a sports book there and that said 18 plus only. So, and I'm not sure. Oh, I didn't so they see have a sports book up there now? Yeah. And I didn't wow. see any waitresses walking around the casino. So maybe that's how they get around it. But I mean, nobody was IDing anybody. Yeah. I, uh, oh man, Michael Conforto, got to have that one. Um, <laughs> My uh, yeah, I'm I'm going to uh, Aruba in like a month, and no, there's a casino right. there, and uh, it's been a little bit of a hot spot for the c-word, but I I'm looking to I'm I'm doing some research to figure out if they have like all the table games in there because I yeah. I have had that itch to uh oh, to sit at a table just even if it's just for like 45 minutes just to get the blood pumping a little bit. It's it's great. It's you said really blackjack you played right. Yeah, then I, pl- I played a little roulette on uh, Thursday morning, too, just to kind of wet my beak a little bit, you know? Yeah. Uh, you bet black or did you bet numbers? Well, yeah, bet black, lost, and then bet some numbers with some, you know, singles, basically. Do you, when, now, when you go up to a roulette, we, uh, roulette table, are there other people playing? Oh, yeah, there's people playing, man. I play a table with, okay. like, three other people, yeah. Because I feel like if I go up to a roulette table and it's just me, I'm definitely losing. And I, especially if I bet a color and I'm the only person there, I'm like, this, de- this dealer is going to definitely fuck me. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you can't. You got, you, I don't like playing games by myself. Like I, I mean, Blackjack, I think the odds sink drastically on you if you play by yourself. Uh, what if you play like three hands? Oh, that's probably a good idea. If you have the money, it's <laughs> yeah. a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I feel like I feel like if you're at a table by your a blackjack table uh, by yourself, you like almost owe it to the dealer to play more than one hand. That's probably true. Yeah. Oh, there was a kid playing two hands at my table. He was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, it's a nice move. Yeah. Have you, would you sitting at a blackjack table? Have you ever denied anybody sitting down at your table? Like people, people come in. Like, do you mind if we sit? Like mid shoe? Have you ever denied? Nah, nah, I can't do that. I mean, I, listen, I, we've talked about this before about blackjack etiquette. Yeah, I uh, like I've never like really like cursed somebody out. 
No. Like the like the most I'll do is like some passive aggressive. Like I'll do like the eyebrow raise. Like if somebody <laughs> if somebody like hit, if somebody hits on something stupid or they you know they stay on a bad hand or whatever. Um, but I, I I don't know. I can't be the guy. I'm sure I'm sure I've been the asshole who's hit when I wasn't supposed yeah. to. Even though I think I like to play it by the book. Yeah. Um, but there's once uh, yeah there's once in a while I can't. I, I want every, like I want everybody. I want everybody on that side of the table, meaning yeah. the players. Yeah, I want everybody to be on the same team. I want to. I want to take down this fucking scumbag dealer. What if you want, I want like, good? I want good vibes with everyone on my side of the table. I th- I think if you're like if the dealer's busted like six out of seven times and everybody's hot, I think you got to tell people not not just yet. Oh, okay. See, I've never. I don't. <laughs> I can't remember ever being that hot. So I don't know. Yeah, there's times. There's times we've gotten hot, or I'm sure there is. There's times I've gotten that hot, I, but I did, but nobody's ever like sat down at those times. But if you sat down, like I'm telling, like if if I was on a on a streak and the table was hot and we were like in it, everybody's stacks were growing. I think I'd I'd say you gotta wait till the next show. We just it's just not the right time. Yeah, I, I you know what I've had a couple. I have had a couple of shoots where I've been hot like that. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. I'm definitely not the guy who's telling people not to sit down, but it's possible that there were other people that I know that were telling people not to sit down. I'll put it to you that way. Yeah. I think- I, it's been a while since I've been at that table, so I don't even know. Like, it's definitely probably a thought that's running through my mind. Like if somebody sits in between me yeah. and they're, now they're getting my hand. Yep. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah. It's like, I, yeah, you're right. You're probably right. There. I can understand like telling people to be like, hold off a little bit. Yeah. Sit this, sit this one out. Yeah, like, I think I won like maybe two hands in a row when like these kids sat down, and I was—I definitely thought about two hands on a heater. <laughs> I mean, it felt like it at that point. I, I was trying to win some money back, so yeah, uh, yeah, it, it wasn't—it um, was not the right time to, to 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 make a denial. But they didn't interrupt anything like special, and I think we ended up being okay for after they sat down. We were okay for a little bit, but yeah, man, it was. Uh, Jeez, it is. There's nothing like walking into a casino and just the, the blinking lights and the just just the the beeps and the boops like in the background. Oh, so good. They got Toys R Us for adults. Great place. Yeah, it's dangerous. It's, I I mean, every time I go in there, and I realize like if I if I hung here more, I'd have a problem. Like the what, the reason I don't make this like a, a habit is because I'd have a problem if I did it. Right. Like I know people like friends of my uh, wife who live literally in like the town up there where the casinos are in Connecticut. Yeah. And I'm just like, Oh man, that's tough. Um, It's the second one tonight, right? Yeah. Uh, And I, and I always like ask myself, cause I'm not like a huge gambler, but I do like to gamble. Yeah. Like if I lived right next to a casino like that and it was like, you know, an, uh, an exit or two away, yeah. like would I have a problem? Like, <laughs> would, it, would it become a problem? It's right there. I think, I think, you go, you're like you, you have like a restaurant you like and you're like, oh, let's go get uh, there, you know, a place you like. It's like, and you're not going to stop at a blackjack table or a uh, table. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a fit into your lifestyle if you're going to live near one. It's like, it's like living near a beach. Like you just fit, in, you fit into your lifestyle. You know what I mean? Like you, you live near these things. It becomes part of who you are. 
I think, yeah, I think you have to just embrace it. Become a boat guy because you live near the docks. You become like a fisher fishing guy because you live near a lake. You become, I don't know what, but you become a gambler if you live near a casino. Or they, I think you just work into your lifestyle. You just have like a certain amount of income. You're like, all right, I'm going to gamble this shit every month. That's it. Yeah, a couple hundred bucks. When it's gone, it's gone. And uh, hopefully, I, I stick by my. Yeah. By, yeah. by my rule of law. Yeah. I, I did I did not. <laughs> I tried well, to, I mean I, it's easy it's easy to get sucked in, you know. I chased I chased a little bit, but you know, it was all vacation money, so it's all right. <laughs> you never yeah, know. It was vacation money, but now uh, we couldn't go miniature golfing. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is canceled. <laughs> Yeah, got your house in the pool. <laughs> just swim yeah. in the pool. Just swim in the Go swim in, yeah, swim in the cloudy pool trying to get hepatitis. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jesus. So that was it. That was a trip, man. Sounds I, like a, pr- a productive vacation. Can't wait to go back to work. On, I'm off tomorrow. Go back to work on Tuesday. And I, I know I, I'm going to hear this probably. The over-under is two and a half on how many times I hear, you need, you need a vacation for the vacation, huh? Every, uh, fucking, every fucking time, these mooks. Yeah. How's vacation? <laughs> How's vacation? Oh, it was good. Oh, hey, we're gonna need, but you need a vacation for vacation, huh? That's, that's like a popular one when uh, if, you, if you talk to somebody like on a Monday, like how was your weekend? Not mm-hmm. long enough. Mm. <laughs> that's- every week, every week, people <laughs> – are so surprised <laughs> that the week weekend is only two fucking days. Like, yeah, man. Like, yeah, I was blacked out for most of it. It did fly by. <laughs> is it Monday already? Yeah. I'm going to start saying that shit on Wednesday. My head is definitely telling me it's Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or I have vertigo. <laughs> yeah, man. I, they offer small talk shit. I always, that shit always kills me. Just yeah. they're like the baked in responses, the Rolodex. The Rolodex goes in the vacation. Yeah, it's like telemarketer small talk, you know. It's just yeah. ugh. So I put, oh yeah. Put it up, I, up on a tape. We did, I did get a call in the car from uh what did, what does she want? Oh, she it was to my wife's phone. And uh they said they said, Oh, there's been some uh, suspicious activity with your social security number. You know, press one. Is, there, is this a recording or a? This first part was a recording. And it's press Gosh. one to speak to one of representatives. So I said, press it, press it. She pressed it. I put it on speakerphone. They gave me to, to some lady. And she's got some accent. I don't know what it was. And tells me that her name is like Marie Johnson or something like that. I'm like, I'm like oh, uh, thank you, Ms. Johnson. You call, you, what, why'd you, you know, you call me. What's the problem? She goes, oh, no, I didn't call you. Uh, you were sent to me, you know, you're transferred. I was like, you, your company called me, transferred me to you. It's like, no, 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 you're transferred from our department. Okay, what's the problem? Though? They, they told me there's some suspicious activity of my social, my social security number. And she goes, yes, that's, uh, we contact people who, who might have some issues with it. And so, again, I'm playing it up like, oh, my God, like, no. I like, that's the last thing I need right now. It's like, what, what, what do I have to do? She's like, well, what's your name? So I give him, I give her some name like Thomas. A fake name. Yeah. yeah Thomas Merjerkson or something. So I, I fucking go through the whole thing. Spell it for me. So I spell it. And she goes back. She goes, give me a, please, please hold. 
And uh, so I've I got a speaker. I'm doing this for the kids because my son gets. This a, is this is in the car. Yeah, in the car. My my son gets a kick out of this uh, when I fuck with him. So I'm like uh, <laughs> Thomas McJerkchen, M C G U R, you know, yeah. C H, whatever. Comes Officer back. Officer Meoff. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was saying. <laughs> yeah, going right over this lady's head. Uh, so I, yeah, I go back to. Uh, uh, she comes back and she's like, "Oh, Mr. McGurkchen, you know, sorry to report there has been some activity reported with your social security number." I was like, "Oh no!" I was like, "This, this is terrible. Like, I can't believe I've done everything right in my life, you know, this and that." <laughs> she's like, uh, "Well, you know, if you don't do something about this soon, you're going to deal with the FBI, and, or you're going to deal with, you know, the I forgot how she put it." You're going to deal with you know the law enforcement. Oh, you're going to deal with law enforcement at some point if if we don't get involved now. And I was like, law enforcement. And then I start going, hang on, there's somebody at my door. I'm like, oh no! <laughs> I was like, I think that's them. And I start screaming, like, oh no, it's the FBI! Oh no, what am I going to do? And I just fucking hung up on the kids rolling in the back seat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I do. Yeah, I don't know. I feel a lot of people ignore those calls, but I like to. I fuck with them, man. I like to fuck with them. It's when it's Once in a blue moon, I'll pick them up, and it's uh, I, I I can't deal with it. I'm at work most of the time. Yeah, oh, I've cursed. Yeah, I, I just get aggravated. I, I have told them some vile things. I am. I don't treat them like humans at all. I. I They're am, not humans. I, I am vile with those people. So like, one, I've, <laughs> I've told I've told them like calling up, like you know, looking for whatever information, trying to scam somebody. I'm like. Mike, you fucking scumbag. You can do that with the old people trying to screw old people out of their fucking money, you piece of shit, you soulless cocksucker. And they'd hang up on me. But yeah, I just, oh, I, I just rip into them, man. I, 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 what I should do is just like write down a list of insults to say, get them, just get them out quick. And it, that's probably a worthwhile uh, hobby, just writing down the insults. Yeah, you need to just tell people, like, just don't pick up your phone. I don't care how old you are, 90 years old, just don't pick up yeah no it's brutal they 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 do they ask for anything like i remember my mother got like freaked out because it was like some irs thing uh, and, like, and like my brother does it my brother's an accountant does her taxes i'm like you really think he fucked up like come on he's like oh no, I gotta... <laughs> um, yeah it makes sense <laughs> actually yeah, it doesn't now, check out now i'm now i'm now i'm more worried why'd you remind yeah. me yeah so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I know, man. The fucking, I, 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 yeah, I can't pick up those calls. And I, I guess, I mean, I, I'm not just me. Everyone gets them. Everyone gets those random, yeah. those random calls, man. I just deleted like eight straight voicemails. I always let my voice, I let my, my, you know, all those calls go to voicemail, and all of them were like bullshit, IRS, oh, student man. debt, all those, yeah. all that bullshit. Awful. Uh, it's embarrassing. It's bad. Believe me, I, I've owed like money on my taxes before. Like after I paid them, it comes in the mail. Let's put it yeah. to you that way. Yeah, it comes in the mail. Oh All yeah, right? no, there's like public service announcements that uh, talk about that shit. Right, there's, you're not gonna get a fucking recording. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Don't don't be given any fucking recording your social security number, date of birth. <laughs> okay, give them Thomas McJerkins. Yeah. Start like rattling off numbers like in Coneheads when he's giving Sinbad. <laughs> he's giving Sinbad all the numbers. Seven. <laughs> Coneheads. Uh, that, that might be a movie that didn't really age well. 
not like didn't age well because of content, but just because the concept is a little bit out there. And I, that, I like, always, yeah, I always wonder. Well, I think we've talked about this before. Like, I wonder about not catching movies at the right time. Like, I don't know if a young person, if they watched Coneheads today, would find it funny. But somebody who grew up with like Dan Aykroyd mm. and and Farley, who's in that, like that, that's like a. Is it Phil? Is Phil Hartman in that too? Probably. I mean, all those SNL guys work with those SNL guys outside. So yeah, and what their face? Like she was one of the original ones. Um, what's the wife? Jane uh, something. Curtin mm. is that her name? Yeah. That, I mean, that's like one of those movies that you had to be there to see it. But that's a that's a good one. But like, think I think it's just like the. Wearing those, I don't know. It's just a weird concept. Like Wayne's World holds up. Does like it th- though? How do you know though? I feel like Wayne's World. I think people would think Wayne's World is funny today. I feel uh, maybe I don't know. I mean, I would hope so. If you don't find Wayne's World funny, I don't want to know you. Yes, agreed. Or Wayne's World, but too. I don't know. Well, Wayne's World too. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um. But yeah, Coneheads one of those ones early '90s. Was Coneheads originally on SNL? Yeah, it was a skit. Yep, they did do a skit. Okay, yep. I wasn't sure. Jeez, when was the last SNL skit that became a movie? That's how I you don't know. know what what killed that. Like what killed that? The internet, the fact that like I don't know. I think the the cast has been subpar for so long now. Like the, yeah, it has been. I think they're decent. Like I really think they're a little underrated because they just get murdered all the time and they do all the political shit, which sucks. Yeah. And they bring in a lot of like big names. But I think that, like just to kind of have like, an attraction. But, is it uh, kind of like Night at the Roxbury or? Oh, it's got to be more, it's got to be more reason than that. You think? Was the, um, what was the chick who was the, uh, the uh, Catholic school girl, like super, superstar? Was that what it was? What was that? Oh, yeah. Sandberg didn't do one that became a movie. Oh, what about um, the Love Guru? Tim, what's that? What's that guy? <laughs> Tim Meadows. Tim, Tim Meadows. I heard. That I don't think that, that was good, but that can't be that recent, though. It got to be something more recent I, than that. I don't know. That that might be the most recent one, though. What was the first one? Is it Blues Brothers? Oh, maybe. MacGruber. That might have been the most recent one. Was MacGruber good? Though? I remember those skits on SNL. They weren't bad. MacGruber but... was weird. Yeah, it was... Uh... I forget the guy who played MacGruber. He was one of the Germans in Bearfest. Yeah, uh, I forget his name. I'm looking right at him, too. I can't remember his name. Yeah. Han. Uh... Yeah, the MacGruber skits weren't bad. That, that's actually good. Like, what what do you think your favorite SNL movie is? Is it Wayne's World? Yeah, yeah. I think I, be, I, right? I think I think there's less than we realize. 2010. Mm. Well, listen, the Blues Brothers was eighty, and then Wayne's yeah. World, Wayne's World was the next one in '92. So the '90s oh. was a well, I guess the '90s was a big '92 to 2000. There's a bunch of them. Wayne's World, Coneheads, Wayne's World 2, It's Pat, Stuart Saves His Family, A Night at the Roxbury, Blues Brothers 2000, 
superstar, which was Sandberg. I didn't realize that was mm-hmm. SNL, I didn't realize that was SNL skit. Ladies Man, and then MacGruber is in 2010. There hasn't been one since. So maybe, hey, I don't know. I don't know if it was the internet. I think it's just that there's no, there hasn't been any skits worthwhile. It's hard to really catch fire, right? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. SNL skit. It's, it's tough. 11 years, man. Yeah. You might be right. It might just be tough to catch fire. Yeah. Well, yeah, we, I, true. We, we, just, we, we thought there were more than there was, but there's not. There's a tie for the highest rated SNL. Wait a second. Let's go by, you want to go by Rotten Tomatoes or Metacritic? It doesn't matter to me. Because <laughs> they're different. Blues numbers. Brothers probably the most famous, but Wayne's World, I was at the right age for. Rod- you know, Blues Brothers was a little bit before my time. Rotten Tomatoes ranks Blues Brothers – uh, set Blue, Wayne's World first, eighty four percent, whatever that means. Blues Brothers second, eighty three percent, and Wayne's World two mm. is third with sixty one percent. But Metacritic has Wayne's World two and Blues Brothers tied as the best with sixty percent, whatever that means, and Wayne's World fifty seven percent as the third. Oh, I mean, yeah, Wayne's Wayne's World two, Wayne stock, bro. I mean, come on, it's Pat. It's, it's Pat had zero percent. On Rotten Tomatoes. Do you think that's because it's a little dated? Oh, that one is extremely <laughs> dated. It's Pat. I mean, it's Pat was hysterical. <laughs> but, but, I mean, given the, the uh, climate of the country we live in right now, I could yeah. see a large portion of people not really being down with It's Pat. Oh, Superstar. I'm sorry. Superstar is the Mary Catherine Gallagher stuff with um, – What's your yeah. name? Molly Shannon. I, right. Yeah. Oh, what's his name? Did Pop Star, not Superstar. And that was not based on Andy Samberg, did Pop Star. Sorry. My mistake. I mean, in defense, it's Pat may not have been a very good movie because I, I, I mean, I never saw it. I remember yeah. the skits more than the actual movie. I'm not sure how it's Pat could be, you could do that for two hours. Yeah, it's a skit, it's not a two hour movie. Pat Riley is a chubby, whiny, and obnoxious job hopper of indeterminate gender who is searching for a steady foundation in life. Pat encounters Chris, whose sex is also unrevealed. The two fall in love and get engaged. <laughs> That's the, that is the movie. Meanwhile, Pat's neighbor, Kyle Jacobson, develops an unhealthy obsession with unveiling Pat's sex and begins stalking Pat. We might need to watch this movie. Pat, uh, I'm sorry, Kyle sends in a tape of Pat performing karaoke to a TV show called America's Creepiest People, bringing Pat to the attention of the band Ween, who feature Pat in one of their performances. Pat plays the tuba. When Pat learns that Ween intended to only use Pat for one gig, Pat and Chris break up. Oh, man. Very weird. Wait, did you say Pat's last name was Riley? Oh, I sure did. (laughs) Wow, Pat Riley. (laughs) That is the most – that's the most – astounding thing i've heard in a while <laughs> pat riley that's great they didn't never knew that they did not get the best help with the snl cast in this one they got julie sweeney plays pat right dave foley plays chris dave foley's uh famous canadian uh, writer but he's like he was a, on what do you call it news, news radio. radio yep uh, they got kathy griffin oh they have the legendary timothy stack 
Uh, if you know him, I'll go back to him. Um, stack. And they did get Tim Meadows. Tim Meadows was thrown in there. Everybody else is a no name. Tim Stack. Okay. Is, uh, Tim Stack is one of my favorite no name actors ever. Um, I can't say I know him. So he did a bunch of these movies, a bunch of TV shows in the 90s that were always on late night. And it was always like, he did one where he was like a ripoff of uh, Baywatch. I think it was called Kings of, King of the Beach. Uh, and then he did, Oh, yeah, I remember King of the Beach, yeah. Son, oh, Son of the Beach, sorry, Son of the Beach. Yeah, same thing. And then he did, <laughs> and he did one that was like, the kind of ripoff, but scripted in note, you know, it was known it was scripted ripoff of like a Jerry Springer show mm-hmm. called nightstand with Dick Dietrich. And I loved both of them so much. <laughs> All right. So I'm, I'm looking on his Wikipedia page right now. It was a Seinfeld episode. He's, he's got a, Oh, yeah. A little bit of a resume here. Who was he in Seinfeld? Oh, he was Notch Johnson on Son of the Beach. Yeah. All right. I, <laughs> yes. I know this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Dick T. Chicken, Notch Johnson. Two career defining roles. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. I do. I, I never knew his real name. All right. Notch Johnson. This is like, a, did you say what? It was FX, right? I don't remember what. I'm going to say it was like CW or something like that. But it could have been yeah. FX. I think it was FX. All right. Son of the Beach had some. Whoever was the. Oh, Jamie Bergman was in it. What? It was, she might have been like the. She might have been the uh, Pamela Anderson of the show. She did a, a fine job, if I do remember. <laughs> All right. Yeah. What was her name? Jamie Bergman as BJ Cummings. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. I remember Son of the Beach now. I think it was FX now that I think about it. That was like the early days of FX. Oh, she, she married uh, David Boreanaz. Oh, uh, what's his face? Yes. What was, the, what was the show he was in? Angel. Bones. Oh. <laughs> Vinny Pastore. Pastore, Big Pussy. He was in three episodes of the show. Son of the Beach. Son of the Beach. And his name was Vinny Fellaccio. <laughs> it's a stretch. <laughs> These are great. It's a stretch. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, yeah, good stuff. And then let's see. Uh, yeah, he was Dwayne in, in a Seinfeld episode called The Glasses. I don't remember that one. Well, The Glasses when Jerry said wear the glasses because... Uh, Oh, is he the uh, proprietor of uh, the movie theater? Did he work in that movie theater? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't know. Let's see. Nightstand with Dick Dietrich. Let's see anybody famous. Yeah, Springer was there. Phil Hartman was on. Was a guest star. Phil Hartman all over the place. Uh, Nights Nightstand. Premiered September 16th, 1995. Um, It was carried by an NBC station after SNL. It also aired on E! Monday through Thursday, 1030. Oh, between Talk Soup Soup and Howard Stern. That's why I loved it. Yeah, that's why I was locked Mm -hmm. into this. Because Talk Soup was great back in the day, before it was whatever the guy. 
when it was uh, Joel McHale. Before Joel McHale, it was I can't remember his name, but he was mm. he was hysterical. Uh, but yeah, talk Who is talk suit. He's he's the guy with like a little white patch right here on his head, like to the on the right side of his. I don't know what side it was, but it was. Uh, I can't remember his name. I think of Joel McHale when I think of Talk Soup. Oh, I think it's other guy. He used to call. He used to do the play-by-play in one of those weird shows where they do the obstacle courses and they fall into the water and shit. John Henson. Yeah. Yep. John. That's Henson. who. It, yeah, Joel McHale was never on here. I don't know why I thought Joel McHale. No. Yeah, Joel McHale was Talk Soup guy. I'm on Wikipedia. It doesn't have him. Oh, was he on so the? He was. He might. He might. He might be on the Soup. Yeah, I don't know. Greg Kinnear apparently was the original host of Talk Soup. Oh, that sounds right. Yeah. Yep. I do not remember. Some of the Beach was on FX. It was FX. Okay. Yeah. Um, and Stern was Howard Stern was an, was an executive producer of it. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Apparently, Son of the Beach had listen to this list of guest stars on Son of the Beach: Jason Alexander, Mark Hamill, Alan Thicke, Eric Estrada, Gary Coleman, John Sally, Joey Buttafuoco, Patty Hearst, Adam Carolla, Hank the Angry Drunken Dwarf, George Takai, <laughs> Gilbert Gottfried, <laughs> Pat Morita, Lee Majors, David Arquette, NPH, Angelica Bri- Angelica Bridges, Ian Ziering. There you go. Steve Sanders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Wow, that's a lot of that's a that's a heavy that's a fucking lineup. Right I gotta there. find out where I can watch these shows again, man. Because uh, I mean, just phenomenal. I mean, I'll, go, I'll I'll see right now if we oh, get yeah. Son of the Beach. Son of the Beach. I'll tell you right now if it's on uh, Comcast anywhere. Nah, nothing popped up. X on the Beach, some reality show. No good. It's out, it's for sale right now. I guess Son of the Beach, highest bidder. Hulu, Netflix, you you're out there. Come on. Oh, looks like there's a couple episodes on YouTube of Nightstand. Something. It's something. All right, and about Son of the Beach. You know that guy has a Google, has a Twitter. I should just. Tweet, tweet him. I'm sure he'll respond to me. Not Johnson? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Fucking tag him in this episode. Oh, uh, yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. Good call. <laughs> what other podcasts talking about him? What's his real name? Well, my conversation, I think. <laughs> Talked about him at some point. Uh, Tim- Timothy Stack. Timothy Stack. Yeah. All right, I gotta look it up. Okay, so there you go. Okay, well, well, he's gotta be doing something these days, man. Oh, he was an eye doc. He was an eye doctor in Seinfeld. Oh, okay. Or a, All right. worked at a uh, what do you call it? Doctor's office. Yeah, like no, he's like in a glasses office and sold glasses. Obviously. Oh, all right. Yeah, you always see guys like that show up. Seinfeld. Timothy Stack. 
born in 1954. And he's still working today. Oh, he's an episode. Of, he was in an episode of Curb. Was he? In the last season of Curb? Oh, man. I didn't realize that. Uh, yeah, these guys show up everywhere. Phenomenal. <laughs> he was in My Name is Earl. Uh, and as his character was TV's Tim Stack. <laughs> That's <laughs> nice. great. There nice. He was in a bunch of those episodes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's fun. Fun stuff, Timmy, Timmy Stack. Well, we'll say hi to you on the, on the internet. Hopefully you can find these, these shows streaming. If you, don't, yeah. if, you ever, if you ever saw Nightstand, you should watch that just to see what kind of nuttiness was going on. But yeah, Son of the Beach. Son of the Beach, you remember that one. I feel like that one was more of a prime time show. Like like not like ten ten thirty. Was it ten like ten thirty also? I feel like it may have been. It was kind of inappropriate, right? It was definitely yeah, it was definitely inappropriate. Yeah. So it was probably a little bit on the later side. Ten thirty FX. Yeah, it doesn't give me the times here. Unfortunately. <laughs> It was also a half-hour show, so I bet you like there was a nine o'clock show for an hour, and you had back-to-back half-hour time slots at ten. I mean, the, uh, the just reading the titles of the first season. Oh man, it's <laughs> Queefer Madness, <laughs> Light My Fire Bush. Yeah, it's after ten o'clock. Silence of the Clams. <laughs> two thongs. <laughs> two thongs don't make a right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh south of her border. A star is bon- <laughs> a star is boned. <laughs> Mario Puzo's the last dong. Uh they really went for it. Yeah, they really did. This is uh oh, there's an episode called The Gay Team. What year is this from? Early two thousands? Yeah, season three was in oh two. Wow, almost twenty years old. Yeah, I mean, we say it's such a cliche, but it would be impossible with this shit, this green light, this, this this day and age. Impossible. It was there was a time and a place for that show, and it was two thousand and two. Yes, on FX. <laughs> on FX. <laughs> with Stern, with Stern, with, with Stern attached to it, that helps. That's probably why you can't find the show nowadays to watch because it's just like people trying to wipe their hands of it. Oh no, this is this is well worth giving a shot to. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, what do you got on tap this week, man? What's going on? Nothing. Okay. No, nice. oh, we're going to Yankee game Friday. Oh, nice. Who they got? That's uh. The Twinkies are in town okay, for a right. four-gamer. Take them all. Uh, other than that, yeah, other, other than that, it's a wrap. All right. Well, good. It's good stuff. Thanks. My week. Thanks for doing this on uh, Sunday night. Really appreciate the accommodation. No problem. It's well well worth it. Well worth it. The little Sunday edition. Sunday four, Sunday. That's it. Right. It's about time. Perfect. All right. Well, we'll come back. Jamie Bergman, by the way, also did a little playboy in her day. Just so you know. 
Even, all right, we'll have to definitely look into that, do a deep dive. <laughs> yeah, see if you come up with anything. <laughs> Just not in, any, not in any hotel rooms, that's all. That's frowned upon. <laughs> Just, remember that. Just remember that Bible's there. Yeah, serious. That's some class. <laughs> all right, well, thanks, everybody, for listening and spending the time with us here on Sunday 4. We'll be back later in the week. Till then, and. Yeah, see you guys later on in the week. Uh, Till then, have have a good week. I mean, I remember some of these these Jamie Bourbon pictures. (laughs) It's bringing back back some memories. (laughs) (laughs) So we think, man, Yanks are on a tear, on a roll. They're not getting hot, hot, but they're hot enough. Yeah, they're not letting you. Uh, it's not. It, they're not letting us. You know. It's a. It's a. It's a painful death. I'll put it to you that way. They're not. They're not putting you out of your misery. But I. I feel like the. Uh, the knockout blow is coming. I, I mean, know, you man. can't. You just can't. Cole's coming back tomorrow. Yeah, and why is Cole pitching against the Angels? Has anyone explained that? <laughs> dying to get back you out. Have three games with the Red Sox. He's dying to get back out there. Yeah, I don't know why they would just let him get another day. Yeah, I mean, just watching a bad bullpen though just feels like at some point you're not going to be able to recover. Yeah, they need like they needed that uh, that Voight home run today just to keep him. <laughs> and it still felt like they were going to lose. Yeah, no, you're right, man. It's just uh, there's you got the, you got a manager with absolutely zero feel for the game, navigating end of games with a bullpen that's shaky. Not good. Yeah, that's that's where you kind of run into some trouble. Uh, but the team as a whole, though, is real. I mean, they've really turned things around to to. I'm not saying make you believe they're going to make a run to the World Series, but you believe in their. That they're a little more competitive than they than than they had shown, at least in the past. And it's got got to do with you know Gall- Gallo's been hitting now for a few days. Obviously they miss Rizzo, but uh, and then Wade's Wade's been really good, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't miss Glaber at all. No, Stan I have not looks, missed him. Stan still looks lost to plate sometimes and it's like or most times and it's really that's the most frustrating thing he just flails he's taking these hacks that are nowhere near a pitch yeah he's been okay Stan he's been okay I'll I'll give him that I mean it's inconsistency yeah he's inconsistent at a a different level because his his bad is so bad it's not like it's good it almost isn't even worth it Right. I mean, the fact that they were able to have a four and two road trip the way the bullpen pitched mm-hmm. is amazing. Monday night, we were on the air. They blew the game four different times and somehow won that game. Yeah. You oh, know, and then they, they followed they it up. Recording. With, uh, right. <laughs> and they followed it up with, uh, I think they lost the Tuesday game. And then Wednesday, they, they uh, bailed out. Or Britain, I think Britain had a rough ninth, but they got out of it. 
Mm-hmm. And then in the White Sox series, I mean, they blow Friday and Saturday night's game. Or no, sorry, Thursday was for the dreams. So Thursday, they don't recover. Saturday, they're able to recover after Green. And you know, you just knew Green was giving that up. That was that was so frustrating watching that. Um, and then today, they somehow don't blow it. It looks like they're going to blow it, but then they don't. I mean, I don't know. It, it's hard to it's it's hard to survive a bad bullpen. It just feels yeah. like at some point there's they're going to have the KO blow. There's nobody you can trust in that pen. I mean, nobody. Right. Right now it's – I mean, right now it's Loisega, but, you know, Loisega, you used them earlier. I, they don't really want to use him as a closer, it seems like. They kind of want to yeah. use him as, like, a middle innings, like maybe multi-inning guy who mm-hmm. can get out of jams and get out of, you know, can get out of jams and get out of, you know, pitch multiple innings. Mm-hmm. But when you do that, which I'm not complaining about because I, I don't think – like Saturday I thought the right time to bring him in was – the sixth inning because that was when the game needed to be saved. Mm-hmm. And even today, like bring him, I thought he should have, he should have started the ninth inning, but that was just me. I was, that was the first guess. Cause I said it when people were watching with, I'm like, why do you not just bring the wise guy out? I don't give a fuck about his pitch count. I don't want to see Lucas lucky start the fucking ninth inning. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's, it's real hard. It's real fucking hard to win. Well, that's what you talk- a bad bullpen. That's what we talk about with feel, though, man. Like you're right. If you if you've got a guy's rolling and you have an inconsistent bullpen, why are you taking a shot hoping a second guy can hit that night? Like if you have a guy who's rolling, roll the dice with the guy who's got it going. Yeah. yeah. Oh, today in the eighth inning, man. The seventh inning he brings in riding. Cortez gives you six great innings. Cortez has been unbelievable. Godsend. Yeah. I don't know where they'd be without Nestor Cortez. Him and seventh him inning. And what's his name? Gill. Gill. Hill? Gill, yeah, who's starting Tuesday, I think, one yeah, of the doubleheader games. Those guys are – yeah, you, you, this run is nothing without those two guys. Right. And, and Nestor's been doing it for longer. Right. So, today, seventh inning, he brings in Riding, who walks – he walked the leadoff here in the seventh. He was shaky in the seventh, lacked control a little bit, gets out of the seventh. And then starting the eighth, it's still three to one. Boone starts the inning with – Riding, and I knew I knew exactly what Bloom was doing because it was two, three, four coming up. It was the you know Punch and Judy two hitter, whoever the White Sox have, and Abreu and Jimenez after that. Hernandez, and yes, he should have started the inning with Loizaga. Of course, he doesn't. Riding walks the leadoff guy, and then you create a jam for Loizaga. Yeah, which which makes him pitch more in, which makes him pitch more pitches, yeah, and which makes his pitch count get jacked up where you don't want to bring him in for the ninth. So this is getting cute. Yeah. This is getting cute though. Way too cute. Yeah. Way too fucking cute. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I I'm a little I'm a little like pissed. Why I don't I don't understand why Cole's not pitching against the Red Sox. I mean, you're pitching this. You're paying this guy thirty million dollars. You get crushed. Why is he against, not pitching against Boston? Did you get crushed against the Red Sox last time out. Uh, he got crushed in once in Fenway. T- so yeah, last two times against the Red Sox, he got crushed. That might be why. Yeah, he had one really bad game in Fenway. I I don't give a fuck, man. He's no, but it, I don't give a fuck. I agree. I agree that he should be out there. But if that, if they're actually thinking that deep into it, they're probably like, "Is your first game back after whatever ten days? You had a bad outing. Maybe they're they're trying to protect him, and you know they want to go out there and get shelled." And then, you know, 
it's a bad, you know, bad start. Go out there and shut down the Angels. I guess. Yeah, and who and who's and who's pitching? I know Montgomery and Gill are going Tuesday, but who's pitching Wednesday against Boston? Hey. Better not be any bullpen shit, man. These are the biggest games. These are the biggest games of your season. Yeah, right these now. are the biggest games. Yeah. Better not be Heaney. Oh, yeah, it cannot be Heaney. Cannot be Heaney it's under any gonna, circumstance. It's probably gonna be Heaney though. Oh, yeah, I could definitely see Heaney, which would be just a, a mess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it can't be Tyone. He went yesterday. No, Tyone. I think yeah. is lined up for Thursday, which yeah. would make Nestor Friday. So I, yeah, they don't really have a pitcher for Wednesday, unless Herman comes back. I, I, I don't know. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah it might be Heaney. <laughs> I mean, they might be pitching Heaney in that game, which makes it even crazier. Like, why are you pitching Cole yeah. on Monday? You need to yeah. beat the Red Sox. They're the team that. And Oakland's the one first wild card, Boston the second wild card. Like these are the most important games of your season. Yeah, I don't know. The, I don't know the thinking there. I can't. I, even even my explanation seems soft, so I can't imagine that theirs is any better. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll yeah. see. Though. All right. Well, that's it. Beat beat the Angels tomorrow. Yeah. First things first. Beat the yeah. Angels. Yeah. All right, man. I will talk to you uh, and Timmy Stack a little later on, all right? All right. All right. Later. Yeah.